langweilig. Okay, everybody. Okay, everybody. Okay, everybody. Welcome back. It's Welcome. Waltz. It's Waltz to the Death. We're an NBA podcast. Um, if you don't already follow our just smoking hot new Instagram <laughs> yeah. at Waltz to the Death Pod for just some really terrible photoshopping skills. Or incredible. Depends on your point of view. You know? Um, art is uh, art is more art than science. That's right. True. That's true. right. That's that's beautiful. That's borderline scripture, I'd say, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's jump right in. We got some NBA news. Y'all, it's it's only been two weeks, but the NBA is just filled with constant news. Things move fast around here. You know? Uh, life in the fast lane, as the great philosopher, the Eagles say. One quarter mile at a time. Mm. Yep. That's right. Like Vin Diesel. That's right. No, that's Dominic Trito. <laughs> <laughs> that's, hey, listen, sure. hold on. Wait, wait, wait. It's not Vin we, Diesel. Do we need to explain to him how movies it's work? Not, right it's not Vin Diesel. Movies? Do you think that there's people behind the screen playing the parts and stuff? No, no. This, these are real people. <laughs> oh my I used God. to think that when I was a kid. You have to. There was just people like behind this. I don't, it doesn't even make sense that yeah. there's people behind the screen. <laughs> like Jesus Shuttlesworth. Like I literally thought if I when Back to the Future 3 was over, if I walked behind the screen, that Michael J. Fox would just be hanging out back yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Just doing his thing. It's embarrassing. It's beautiful. All right. So also, movies can't hurt you. you. That's what we're trying to explain we're to you. Exactly. You. Uh, so last night, Russell Westbrook passed Oscar Robertson for the most career triple doubles. In a in, very anticlimactic way, too. It was just really interesting because... What? The, <laughs> Bro, what are you talking about, man? You know, triple doubles. Uh, it was really funny because the media was kind of blowing this up. They're making a really big deal. And so... The, Which it is a big deal. It is a big deal, but he's just a fucking walking triple double. Yeah. So, like, of course, when they're like, oh, my God, he's one triple double away, then he's like, all right, I'm going to get my fucking money tonight, you know? It's interesting because, like, a lot of times these things... Uh, like, LeBron has been... I feel like every couple months there was something. He was... He's in that stage where he's passing all these great people whether it's points or three-pointers or whatever mm. um and it's always it's weird with these things sometimes they're very like tense like it's a free throw or whatever but this was like so anticlimactic because he just like got a rebound off a bad yeah. danilo gallinari shot and in very rust fashion went down and clanked a three-pointer very hard <laughs> which is very on brand for he's him. a national treasure he is well so the other thing too is since he's started this Triple double campaign. His team has not been very good. Um, they're playing much better. I did. I heard but a what stat. What seat that, are they in? Well, I heard a stat though that when he gets a triple double, his team wins seventy five percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but it's hard. So it's. I was a good. That, you know, I was going to bring that up. Like, does it? Do we think? Because we kind of, we kind of punked Russ a lot at the end of last year because he basically yeah. was on the sinking ship that is the Houston Rockets. Mm. Um, <laughs> and uh, just drive that knife kinda, home, won't you? We kind of clowned him a lot for just like them leaving him wide ass open and like daring him to shoot and him yeah. doing yeah, it like, and clanking it. But um, I mean, so I, I don't know. Do you guys think this contributes to winning? I mean, or is he just out there just gobbling up every rebound? I think that in certain systems, it definitely contributes to winning. I think in the current Washington system, it does because the it has to be a system that revolves around Russ. You know, like think about his MVP campaign. It was Russ. You know, and they were I like mean, the sixth seed. Y- yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were the sixth seed. Uh, and the and Wizards are what the they're the tenth seed right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I. I think it just it has to be someone who revol- uh, an offense that revolves around Russ, 
And it, there also has to be pieces like, like, like none of the guys except for Bradley Beal that are on that team are trying to get their money. You know what I'm saying? They're all just like, all right, Russ, give me the ball when, when it's available. Right. Yeah. And you also have a really dominant scorer in Bradley, Bradley Beal. Beal, you know, similar to like when KD was there, right. Where Russ was getting all the, all those buckets and stuff like that with KD because KD is such a dominant scorer. So he has that one, that guy who can, you know, <clears throat> score that like 22, 23, 24 a night to where he can just score like 14 but then just have hella assist to the wide ass open man, you know, or to the the guy who is going to make and drain those shots, and then get all those rebounds because he re- he honestly he just steals rebounds like easy rebounds yeah. from big guys. Yeah, he does. He did that on the Rockets a lot. Um, Rockets didn't have any big guys too, which is that's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I just think that the I think that he does in certain situations i think a triple double from russell westbrook is incredibly valuable i think that in a lot of the situations he's been in the last few years it is not if that makes sense you'd think it would work perfectly with james harden who is ball dominant yes but you i mean you'd think that he could just stand there and shoot three pointers or whatever but um yeah i don't i think it works well in the regular season for us but obviously in the playoffs things tighten up and possessions just get uh you know, more valuable and his um, style just does not translate to playoff basketball. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why he's kind of hit a wall continually um, in the playoffs, especially. And you can also game plan for him pretty easily. Just mm-hmm. let him shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say um, this is a wild stat. Since the all-star break, Russ has 456 assists, which is first CP three has 295. Holy so about 150 moly. more assists. And this is the even crazier part. He has 455 rebounds. Which is first since the All Star break. Whoa! Valanciunas has 411, so he's leading in assists and rebounds since the All Star break. Yikes! He's been chasing that. Wild. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. There's definitely a, an, an element to him, get, like re, the rebounding thing. Like he definitely, yeah, he steals goes, rebounds a lot. Yeah. Um, but he's a great rebounder for a guard, and the assist thing. I mean, you know, good for him. man. I will say that the the nicest thing I can say about Russ is, if you watch him play basketball, you cannot tell if it is Game Seven. Or the seventh game of the season. My man's got he one goes fucking speed. Horde as shit all the time. He has one speed, and he uh, kind of got to respect that. I uh, I saw one of the stats. It was actually like when his last year in OKC, and they were just talking about his, how fast he is in transition, how wild it is. And I mean, he's not a big guy. He's six two, six three, yeah, I think. Pretty lean, and yeah, pretty lean. And he got the ball, and he got up the up the court in 12 steps and he made it in 3.6 seconds which if you've ever had to like run those full court you know like like 48s and stuff like that you're like suicides that is so fucking fast it's wild yeah um and he just goes coast to coast and i think that that is so valuable in the regular season of just being able to push the pace and things like that yeah i think exactly what you say like in the playoffs where things slow down getting the more half court he's not necessarily a half court guy, yeah. you know, uh, he, he can get that little like weird 15 foot jumper, but not all the time. And it, sometimes, sometimes he has like, yeah, sometimes he has just dumpster shooting nights. Yeah. And so it's just not going to fall for him. Um, could be then, that he jumps 40 inches on his jump shot. Maybe that's problem. <laughs> yeah, problem. for sure. Definitely. Seen anybody jump that high. It's crazy. Rob, yeah, I Rob mean, Greer. he's got shout out to Rob. Greer. Yeah, I mean, those calves though, they they got some spring in them. Yeah, Look I at mean, those for things. sure, dude, they're yeah. beautiful. But, you know, maybe work on a set shot, Russ, just yeah. like a you know, yeah, like Draymond, like put on a backpack and. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Draymond lives with the backpack on, basically. <laughs> just yep. Um, backpack right. on, mouth open. 
<laughs> Donkey. That's where we need insert Shrek sound clip here. That <laughs> yeah, would be great. Um, we don't talk about Draymond that much because he's kind of irrelevant now. Exactly. According to him, he's the best defender in the, ever. I mean, yeah, well, he's, he's we talked out, about that. He's yeah. out here making his money, though. You know, um, it's it's an irrelevant twenty seven million dollars a year. Yeah. Um, in other NBA news, Alex Rodriguez, sorry, tried to buy the Timberwolves, and it fell through. Actually. Oh, it did. It did. Oh, yeah, it fell through. That. So, so technically, they're still in good faith, but there was a purchase window that he and his partner had to purchase the team in, and that has just expired today. Huh. And so, technically, huh. he does not own them, and he, unless they have to renegotiate another purchase window, it's kind of from what I understand, it's kind of like closing on a house. Closing on an NBA team is like a house, so you have to like say that you're going to buy them and then you have like a 30 day window to like close. Um, and the funniest thing, I think we might've briefly touched on it, but Anthony Edwards, who is their oh, yeah. just high flying rookie, uh, when they said, Hey, are you excited? You know, uh, about Alex Rodriguez buying the team, you know, did you look up to him as a kid? And he said, who's that? <laughs> he had no idea who it was. And the, they said, Oh yeah, he's a great baseball player. They said, Oh man, I don't know baseball. And then the next day they asked him the same question. They're like, did you look him up? And he said, Oh yeah, man, that guy got J Lo, and <laughs> that was that's that's such Anthony Edwards energy. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It was it was great. Well, he also does not have J Lo anymore because they done broke up. Yeah, and she back with ben your Affleck. boy Ben Affleck, your boy Ben Batman. Man, we could I, we could do a whole episode about him. Yeah. I l- love the man. Mm-hmm. He's got he's uh, got some demons. There's some. Know? uh Completely aside, this has nothing to do with the NBA, but uh, I have recently got something with Dylan showed me something of Ben Affleck on this uh, dating app that's apparently for <laughs> uh, for celebrities and some lady who was verified and was on the app got a message from Ben Affleck and was like, hey, you want to go grab dinner, go grab drinks or something? And she just thought it was like some guy who was like pretending to catfish her and she was just, just ghosted him and was like, you know, fuck off basically. And then it turned out it was really him and he was basically like, why did you do that? He sent her an Instagram. He found her Instagram, sent her a DM and said, why did you unmatch me? It's me. It's <laughs> it's me. Which is some BDE. Uh, yeah, you know. for sure. That's. Did you say, are you saying Ben Affleck? I, I, so you did. Listen, you, I yeah. have. you cannot pronounce words, dude. We are discovering Jif Affleck. Oh, um, there's some more. I feel like I've just okay. Listen, I've heard it. I, I, I corrected in the middle of that because I've heard it <laughs> pronounced, Affleck. but I've heard it pronounced both ways. Like I've heard it pronounced I've, in like from someone in the media. Affleck. I don't know, man. There's some I've, dummies in the media too. So you say biopic or biopic <laughs> like as in a biography picture. Yes. Biopic. Okay, thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Biopic. No. Uh, <laughs> so another funny thing was that uh, somebody asked Alex Rodriguez, you know, what did he think about the rumors of J-Lo and uh, Ben Affleck being back together? Um, and he's just said, go Yankees. Mm. <laughs> that's 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 a great response. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. That's good. Also, the sorry, we're, such, we're rambling like fucking idiots right now. But did you also see Alex Rodriguez? <laughs> he got uh, vaccinated. And they took a picture, and my man was straight armed, flexing as hard as he can, <laughs> like tricep pose, and was like, "Got vaccinated." Everyone's like, "Bro, <laughs> like relax your arm." He should. He should have just like put like oiled up beforehand. <laughs> you know? well, that's a good. I should do that. I should just oil like baby oh, yeah. oil my arm and be like, "I finally got vaxxed, but just be like bicep pose." Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he's just 
He just lost J Lo. He's sad. He's out on the market, man. You got Listen, a, you know, got a peacock. Ladies, look at these triceps. All right, <laughs> listen. Yeah, you're not gonna get the Rona from me, and you get to look at these triceps. Pretty so. sure his hundreds of millions of dollars is what's getting him any kind of uh, attention. Not his. That's fair. That's soft fair. arms. <laughs> well, you know. Um, a little bit more in NBA news. Uh, so Kim Bazemore recently made a remark. Oh yeah, about uh, saying that all these that Steph is an incredible scorer and that other people are out here pulling hamstrings to try to beat him, which is a uh, low-key subtweet about Bradley Beal because Bradley Beal is currently out with a hamstring injury. He's been playing way more minutes than Steph Curry. He's very close to winning the scoring, scoring title from Steph Curry, and Bradley Beal just went all the way off, and he tagged him in a tweet and said, you a lame, just tagged Kent Bazemore, which is accurate because Cam Bazemore is very lame. Yeah, it's yeah. super lame. Um, and also has no no say and no right to be ta- shit-talking Bradley Beal yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, Your opinion means very little to me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Cam um, Bazemore sucks. Yeah. There's like yeah. a handful of guys in the NBA who are B, not relevant really, who I hate. And it's like Jay Crowder, Kent Bazemore, Solomon Hill. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's ever breathed on LeBron wrong or yeah. fouled LeBron, <laughs> Cardaddy's ready to put the yeah put the put a hit out on him. Would you would you put Kevin Love in that? No, I like Kevin Love. I got no okay. problem with him. I think he's kind of hilarious. I love, actually, I love Caleb. I love his little tantrums. It's kind of hilarious. <laughs> he has mental health issues. Yeah, okay. and it's like, well, hey man, this is just a this is a man doing his best, you know, <laughs> exactly on a bad bad team. Yep, you know. Yeah. Um, no, Ken Bazemore, Jay Crowder. I'm trying to think, there's a few others that I just Patrick Beverly. Yes, but he's uh, sort of known to be like a ha- hateable, you know, like like I just feel like the other guys are like, Kent, like I hate Kent Bazemore with a white hot passion. I don't know if anybody cares about him, oh, yeah, but yeah. I just for some reason can't fucking stand him. That's how I feel about Jakob Pertl. <laughs> yes, you hate Jakob Pertl for no reason, really. It's I don't have a name. <laughs> it's just, no, it's just, what's his name and. It's his name and just like how his he name moves. makes no sense. Either. It's, yeah, it's how he moves and like he just should like someone who with that name and that look and that movement should not be in the NBA. Yeah, and I love that Giannis just absolutely murdered him on a dunk last night. Austin Rivers is up there for me too. Oh God, you know I love Austin Rivers. <laughs> though. We know how you feel. On the flip side, I will say there are some players that I like who are basically just irrelevant, like Taco Fall. I love talking. Oh, yeah, he's hilarious. He's yeah. a big he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, but he's you, he's gar like he doesn't do anything. What about Bull Bull? Oh, I love Bubbin. Um, Bull Bull, he's not there yet. <laughs> not there yet for me. What does he need to do for you to? <laughs> well, it probably needs to do something on social media that's like he makes shows his gotcha. hilarity. Yeah, like gotcha. Bobin is a national treasure. Yes, Bobin's well, great. Yeah. Taco Fall is on his way to being a national treasure. <laughs> If you guys have not seen the subreddit Bobon holding things, incredible, it's so good. It's literally just random pictures of Bobon, but they just have zoomed in on his hands and whatever They're object so object he's holding. Sometimes it's like Luka Doncic's head. It looks like Sometimes, an orange. Yeah, it looks like he's like me holding an orange. There's one of him holding a microphone, which is one of the microphones that is literally sitting right in front of us right now. And his hand, he literally like can't hold it in his whole hand. He has to hold it with like three fingers. Uh, which is incredible. There's um, a goldfish commercial with him and Tobias and Tobias has like, Oh, I have some number of goldfish in my hand. And then Bobin just shoves his hand <laughs> through the bag and says, I have more than that. 
and it's wonderful. Yeah, the whole Bobby and Toby thing is is it's great, excellent. Man. It's, it's really so wholesome. Yeah. yeah, very. Um, final NBA news. So Jay Cole is going to be playing for one of the twelve teams in the Basketball Africa League that's funded by the NBA. He's going to be playing for the Rwanda Patriots. This man, forty years old. What's he doing? Uh, okay. I mean, so. I, I was doing some research on this on this and I mean he always played in the celebrity games. Uh, you know, wow. which is which is something. Um I mean it's definitely you don't something. Have to be good to play it. I mean he also he played well in those celebrity games and some of the I mean, some of those guys are like, you know, decent hoopers and stuff, and he, he was actually a walk on at St. John's. Yes. Lo- love this in the background just for it. Um but yeah, he's definitely older. Um, apparently he just during quarantine, he's been making a little bit of music, I guess, and just working on his hoop game. And, uh, there's like all these, there's, I've seen videos of him like working out with Chris Brickley, who's a really famous NBA trainer, um, and guys like that. So he's just been working on his game and he just is going to play for the Rwanda Patriots. I don't know how much he's going to play right? because this, the team that he is coming into, uh, has actually been like winning some like of the Africa Premier League basketball um, leagues. And so I don't know if he's actually going to get any playing time and stuff, but I just think it's interesting. You know, I'll, like I'll, I'll, I'll watch one of those games. They're on ESPN plus, you know, so I'll, yeah, when I'll check it out. Start starts May 16th. So, oh, so next week. Uh, yes. Yeah. May 16th. So next week there's going to be some games on ESPN plus. So yeah, try and check them out. Just see if you can spot J Cole. <laughs> uh, you know, on the bench with his crazy ass dreads. Um, yeah, that's got to really affect him. You know, like you probably can't jump as high because he's got like nine pounds of dreads. Yeah, on I don't his know, head. man. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing is Jalen Brown. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Jalen Brown. Turn injuries off, man. He's out for the season. Tore a ligament in his hand. Yeah. Um, and speaking of turn injuries off, again, we talk about this all the time. So Zion is also out for the rest for a probably pretty, probably the rest of the season because yeah. he broke his left ring finger. Um, and uh, then some of the the higher ups and the Pelicans basically said the reason why he broke his finger is because their NBA is greedy and they're making him play too much, which is exactly what we said on the podcast. So what I'm saying, yeah. the connection that I have made is that GMs in the NBA are listening to Walls of the Death. And you to should yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> tell <laughs> your friends. Tell, tell, tell your wife. Tell your kids, <laughs> tell your husbands. They listen to everybody out here. <laughs> they listen to everybody out here. So yeah, so, yeah. This schedule has really fucked everybody, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's unfortunate. Uh, I don't know if that's why he broke his finger. That seems like a. Yeah, that's not a like a soft problem. tissue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've broken my finger doing some bullshit. Know. Yeah, so. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the ankles and the ham, all these things like soft tissue stuff is real, but like broken bones are. I guess that there's a fatigue element to that, right? There's well, a, I think but, it more so in your feet, not in your hands. Yeah. So um, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, also, yeah, this man right. didn't play a lot last year, and you know, he's maybe it's the extra fifty pounds he's carrying. You know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That but, man. Is, no, that sucks, man. Boy needs to hire a chef and just lose lose a couple lbs. Too much gumbo. Yeah, man. <laughs> it it looks like he is carrying like a really heavy backpack up up the court all the time. I've never seen a guy be so explosive and it's then so look thick. like he can't walk. Yeah. <laughs> like he will run up and down, jump, like dunk it like a motherfucker. And then they call timeout and he like waddles to the bench. Like <laughs> he can't move. And I'm like, what is happening? He lo- Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, he should be the penguin, the big penguin. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's like when you see the people who have like uh, in those those big Velcro suits, they have to like jump onto a wall and they like have to kind of like walk really weird. That's kind of like what he looks like. Like he's doing some sumo. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he's just walking. He's just living. So I'll tell you what, though. He's a walking bucket. He is in fuego. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, guys, that kind of is going to wrap up NBA news, but we're going to kind of transition over into a little talk about the play in tournament because uh, everybody's it, got an opinion on it. Everyone's got an opinion. Um, LeBron hates it. Uh, Your opinion means very little to me. Exactly. <laughs> That's Adam uh, Silver to the players. Yes, that is uh, that is very accurate. Adam Silver to the players. He doesn't care. Uh, gets them more TV ratings and stuff. You know, I I totally get it. I actually like it. It. Yeah, I don't know. Let, let's get opinions. Opinions right here, just off the cuff. Crawdaddy, how you feel about it? Go ahead. I think I like the bubble version better. It's where you're pl- you're basically playing for the. Um, eighth seed mm-hmm. rather than playing for the seventh and eighth seed. I'm only saying that because the Lakers are currently in the seventh seed. Yeah, you got to take a motion out of it. Um, I think at the beginning of the season, yes, I was like, yeah, that, that seems okay. Because also, too, like uh, if you have a team that's not very good during the regular season, but they're sort of in the mix and then they just get hot or like they get key players coming back from injury or whatnot – that makes it a little more exciting. So I think it can be a little more refined. Maybe it's like a kind of like the bubble where if you're the lower seed, you have to win two games. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Dylan, what are your thoughts on the play in tournament? Quick coming at them and tell us what's what the Lakers coming at it. Listen, uh, <laughs> I'm Teflon on this. I have to be because I already said I like it. Okay. I like the anarchy of it. I yes. like the chaos. And we sat here and said, man, uh, one game, do you want to face Steph Curry? Mm-hmm. And God damn it, that's probably what's going to happen to the Lakers. But yep. I will say this. Uh, I'm not really worried about him. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think I, what I don't like is that it's in this truncated season also, right? Yeah. Where it's sort of not like you have a team like LA who's just couldn't hadn't been able to get healthy. Their two mm-hmm. best players have been hurt like, you know, 30 games fucking Solomon should they have Hill. to play, you know, a play in game now. Now, like I said, they, um, they have two chances, right? If they say it's seven C they have, they have two chances to win. So I'm not really actually concerned about it. I don't, I don't think there's any yeah. universe in which a healthy Lakers team oh, no, loses no, no, no. two games. Now, again, I've said all year too, like if they're healthy, I have I I put my money to win them yeah. to win it all. If they're not, no, I don't like. No, yeah. But um, you know, I think uh, I think it's cool. I like I said I I thought it was cool before. I can't just change my tune now because like, and I get LeBron's part of it. Like, what the fuck, man? We've been hurt. We had seventy days off. Now we got to play this bullshit extra game. Yeah. But to be honest, like, so let's say that if it stands right now, they win. They're the seventh seed. They play Phoenix in the first round. And I don't know if you got to watch the game the other night, but they had no Ooh, LeBron yeah. and Phoenix don't want no fucking part of the Lakers dude. Nope. like they don't, they're a terrible matchup for them. They have no size. Aiden is not, cannot handle AD or Drummond or Mark Gasol. Even frankly, uh, they can game plan for Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Um, that's a terrible match for Phoenix. Um, if they, cause I'm not got to the six seed, they'd have to play the Clippers probably in the first round. And that's terrible. I don't yeah. want to do that. I don't mind playing the Clippers, but I don't want to do it in the first round. Yeah. Um, so I mean, they would play mind. Phoenix and then they would play the winner of, of Clippers Portland. So, this honestly could work out better for them. And yeah. I mean, 
Dude, AD looks monsterish again, and they're gonna get LeBron back tomorrow. And people have been sleeping on my Lakers, but I'll tell you what, man. You better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. You better fucking watch out. Nobody wants to play these dudes in the playoffs yeah. if they're healthy. So, uh, yeah, I think it's cool. I, I do. I think my favorite scenario on that is if the Jazz got them. If they got the like, eight somehow. Eight yeah, they got the yeah. eight, and they had to face the Lakers like. Uh, that's probably the easiest God. if they somehow lost the seven eight game and then had to play the winner of the nine ten game and yeah. then they were the eight and they played utah in the first round potentially and then played the winner of denver dallas that's pro- honestly probably the easiest true road matchup wise because utah is fucking nobody believes in utah yeah and also yeah if they had to play the lakers in the first round they would be like this is what we get for the, <laughs> being the number one seed yeah for real and then denver dallas i'm not worried about either of those teams yeah. in the playoffs yeah. denver doesn't have jamal murray right so but yeah yeah, I I like I agree with you completely. I think I like it a lot, but not in the season. It just sucks yeah. that this has to be the season that they start it, and I think that that's why people are all in their feelings about it. And I think that like moving forward, it's going to be a really great addition to the to the NBA. Um, yeah, and so right now the way it sits in the West, it'll be LA versus Golden State in the seven eight game, and then Memphis and San Antonio in the nine ten game. And so that means the loser of the LA Golden State game is going to play the winner of the Memphis San Antonio game, which is probably going to be Memphis, honestly, because uh, San Antonio's <clears throat> yeah, San Antonio's not been playing well lately. And so that would mean that it would be uh, Golden State and Memphis or LA and Memphis, which I think would be a fun matchup. I think either way, it's probably going to stay with Golden State and la in the yeah. in the seven eight seed unless tim plays if our friend tim plays <laughs> for the spurs for the spurs they got a shot uh golden state's just kind of a toss-up you know with their the way they're it's just steph really and yeah. uh and a bunch of school children i think it'd be cool if like yeah i mean i i think it'd be fun if steph made the playoffs course because that's like four games yeah. at least you get to watch him kind of yeah. try his hardest and also steve kerr not being a fucking dumbass and like resting him and doing like his out coaching himself. Um, well, it seems like the, with the Warriors, it's either they're winning because Curry's putting up 50 or they're getting blown out by 50. Because he's setting a pin down screen for like the 40th pick in the draft. Like, I don't understand yeah. what yeah. they're doing sometimes. But I would also love to see Memphis make the playoffs. I think that'd be super fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the East, it's Boston in the seven seed, Charlotte in the eight seed, and then uh, the Pacers in Washington in that nine, ten games. So Boston might Boston, be out. Yeah. yeah Boston, I don't know, dude. It would not surprise me if Boston loses to Charlotte. Charlotte's playing really well right yep. now. Uh, LaMelo Ball's back. Devontae Graham is finally back, and he's actually healthy now. He's He's been kind of i think that they have known that they're going to be in the play-in yeah and so he's had some right knee soreness and they're basically just like okay rest rest please rest yeah um because he kind of had a lot of heavy minutes at the beginning of the season and so uh so yeah so charlotte and boston honestly i think charlotte wins that matchup i think boston has to play the winner of the of indiana and washington which right now looks like washington Washington, yeah Yeah. Yeah. Indiana's like a kind of a dumpster fire exactly in washington and boston i think that would be a really good game honestly because like i think in in if it's one game that matters not five yeah yeah. russ yes is gonna literally sell his fucking soul yes to win that game to get the eight seed and get blown out in four games in the in the first (laughs) round uh by by probably philadelphia but uh but yeah that is uh i think i think the east is gonna be fun i i I like i was very surprised that boston was in the seventh seed and i think we're playing like garbage yeah and i think that with jalen brown it's just just not not a great season but um Honestly, I think this is really good for Washington because, like, if they do somehow squeak out the eight seed, like, yeah, it sucks with their draft picks and stuff, but, like, it shows that, like, with Russ and Beal, who yeah. are both locked up for another couple of years, 
that they have something going on. Yeah. They have a lot of young guys that are looking really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Daniel Gafford's playing super well and like potentially maybe moving to starting role for them. And so I, I think that it's a really interesting team and they might be able to draw some like mid-level free agents there that want to kind of like get their money and stuff. And so I think that Was- the look for Washington next year might be way different. I, I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. And if they slide into this, um, to that eighth seed, they play Philly, which is tough matchup for them, but um, yeah. still would be really fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just Joel Embiid and Russell Westbrook just talking so much shit. <laughs> Only, but the difference is that Russ will talk shit Anytime down oh, 40 yeah. down 40 down Joel 40. Embiid is a real fucking front runner who only like who you know hoops and hollers and whoops up the crowd when they're winning and when they're not winning he complains and cries yes. and yeah yep. famously the Rockets in one of their <laughs> games last year they were down like 31 at one point and Russ almost got in a fight with uh, I think it was uh, I think it was a clip and nah, it wasn't the Clippers I'm not sure who it was I, I just remember watching the game and us texting about it because they were down like 31 and Russ called someone a bitch and almost got in a fight <laughs> at, like in the middle of the floor and that was that's the energy that we're looking for also um, the Nets where are the Nets they're number two yeah number two I know but where like where are they what are they doing just kind of winning quietly playing basketball <laughs> winning basketball quietly yeah they're not going to probably get the one seed. They're three games behind, so they're yeah, probably it, just going to... If Philly wins tonight, they clinch the one seed. But they seed. could be the three. They're only one game ahead of Milwaukee, so there could be some jockeying there, but it really doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, you know, for sure. Home court, I mean, it's sort of whatever this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Joel Embiid, he wears Under Armour shoes, and uh, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about shoes with sneaker news. Man, so, that was a stretch. It was a stretch, but it's not because the first do- thing on the docket for sneaker news is... Curry is now its own brand within Under Armour, similar to like Kobe within Nike or LeBron, uh, or LeBron within Nike and stuff, where they kind of have their own logo, their own more like, like Jordan, line. really, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's honestly more of a Jordan thing. It's, yeah, it's actually LeBron. More of his, I mean, his shoes are Nike shoes still. Yeah, yeah it's true. it's definitely more of its own brand. He has his own logo that are on the shoes. The Under Armour logo. What is does not, it look like? Uh, it's it's an SC. Great radio, kind of, but you know, yeah. isn't I know. That, isn't that the, is it the one he's had? Is that's like a. It's like a cursive SC kind SC of. SC 30 or whatever? 30? Uh, no, no, not that one. No, okay. not, not the one that's oh. on like the Curry 2s that just says SC 30. Okay. Yeah, that, that one's pretty lame. Um, that one just looks like an old like bus stop sign. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's like a new like cursive SC. It's pretty cool looking. I mean, it's it's not really my style, but. I don't fuck with Under Armour, um, dude. Sorry. Yeah. I don't either, but like those new ones, like they, I don't know. Nope. I'm tempted. Nope. nope. They're also like pretty cheap. So like I don't I don't know if that's because a good thing or a bad thing. Under Armour. <laughs> I mean yeah. no I don't know like I yeah I don't know. Um, Remember when Under Armour used to just make just apparel and not shoes and they said hey let's make shoes. Well they kind of they hit the lottery because they signed him early on and they oh, signed yeah. like uh, Jordan Spieth right before he won the Masters and yeah. I think there's one uh, JJ Watt maybe. Yes. Yeah. No he's Reebok. Reebok. Anyway, Joel, uh, Joel Embiid is Joel an Embiid, Under Armour as well. I think there's a football player who who is. It's pretty big. Um, yeah, the they, football players. I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah, Brady. I mean, Cam, Cam Newton was for a while. Is Brady? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Cam Newton was for a while as well. Um, yeah, I'm just not a fan of any of their stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, they're. It's weird because they just have the like when and Nike does this too. Like Nike definitely has a lot of like you know the shoes you can get on the off the rack at Academy for forty five dollars yeah. or that you yeah. catch it at a Ross you know for like fifteen bucks. The dad, the monarchs. Um, yeah, exactly. You like you get those and stuff, and, but they also they're the the breadth of quality for like Nike or even like Adidas. Yeah, is just so crazy. It's you know those those rack room shoes all the way up to you know like Jordan brand stuff, Nike brand stuff, even like the Adidas Ultra Boost stuff. 
um, the Yeezys, things like that, that like one are fashion forward and two are like really high quality. And I just feel like Under Armour just like really hits that ceiling quickly. You know, it's yeah. like rack room yeah. shoes and then you got like a step above that and then it's like the Curry's and then they just kind of hit that ceiling. It's kind of like know? New Balance too. They just don't yeah. have that high end, you know. Yeah, exactly. Cache. Although there are, there are some New Balance, like they're PJ, trying. PJ Tucker has some the, of the, like the 330s on his store, the Better Generation store that... I legit almost bought the other day, which is really against the brand for me because, you know, being a Jordan head. You don't pay me to buy any new balance. I don't know. They look pretty good. Am I mowing my yard here? Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, Curry has his own brand. Uh, Dame actually just, uh, he came out with a new version of the Dame 7s for the playoffs. It's got some new technology on it. And they were in a Shaq Gnosis colorway, which is weird because it's a Reebok collaboration. I don't understand. He's with Adidas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but those new ones, like all these like weird shoes, I want to try them, but I just don't want to spend the money on them. So like, yeah. I'm, I want to just like wear them around and like play in them one time and just see if I can like keep them real clean and send them back. Crowded, you're an Austin OG. Do you remember Oshman's? Yes. The sporting goods store in North yes. Cross Mall. Uh-huh. Didn't they have a bas- They had a basketball court, I remember. Yes. Because you could shoot hoops in there. There was an Oshman's that- in the Woodlands, Texas, where I grew but up. And could, I would you, they let you like try shoes or was it just like come shoot baskets at this weird department store? I think you could try shoes on. Yeah. They had it just for feet as well. Oh, did they? Yeah. You could yeah. go you could try shoes on, go over to their half court and shoot around in them. More I, stores got need to do that. That yeah. would be dope, but then again they're selling like half use shoes and stuff. Well, you know? I mean, you know, within reason, right? You can't like play a game in them, but Yeah, you know. no pick hey, up look, game. Look, let's shoot. get get a quick round <laughs> of threes in these. Who, Who got, got next? next? In these quick snakes. round of threes. Um I loved Oshman's, man. They also had like a ski simulator, remember that? Oh yeah. What? Did yeah, Jared Oshman's not have that? No. It was pretty rad. Then again, like we never went because like I never had money to buy anything in there. So it was just more of like. <laughs> well, that was parent- like back in the 90s when you would go to the mall as like an activity. Yeah, like yeah. not because you needed something just to yeah. like walk around. Like I remember my dad would take us to Oshman's because we could like shoot baskets. And well, also in North Cross, it was thriving. Yeah. And it was before it died. Well, they had arcade, a skating yeah. rink. They had everything. Man. They were the malls. Used to go to the arcade with a roll full of quarters and, uh, you know, just spend hours there. Funny story. One time, ran out of quarters, went to go find my dad, didn't know where he was. Nope. Found him idea. in the Hooters. Hey, man. Get your money. Classic. You know? <laughs> um, speaking of Hooters, PJ got some Hooters. PJ Tucker. What? I don't, what? I don't know. <laughs> I was just I was just trying to, like, make that connection. You know, like, Hooters isn't like, maybe that's the new term for cool shoes. I don't know. Let's get what? it started right now. I'm gonna that, that no, might, no, no, no. That might have no, to be the episode. You are name. on your own on that, that one. That might have to be the new episode name. PJ is, got some Hooters. PJ, <laughs> PJ got some Hooters. Oh man. Uh, so PJ, ass. PJ that Tucker. That is a good idea. <laughs> PJ Tucker has been playing in some wild shit lately. Uh, this he, man is out of his mind. <laughs> Where is he? He he's like a step away from making his own shoes. Basically, yeah. I mean, he did have those like personal, the like PEs of all the like uh, the Nikes and stuff. But even still, he like he he busted out some like mellow shoes that were like a, of a Puerto Rican soccer oh, yeah. team. That mm-hmm. Mello owns. That and Mello was like, where the fuck did you get these? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so he pulled out some Back to the Future Hyperdunks, which apparently. The mag, they, yeah, mag. The mag Hyperdunks, which apparently they made like 100 pairs and. Apparently, some some Nike rep was quoted that he was like, "I know where all of those are, and they shouldn't be there." Yep. <laughs> um, and so he's that, almost like a, it's like a game out of it at this oh, point, yeah. where he's like, 
which if he put this much time and energy into his basketball, he'd be a pretty good player. I got to say, Hey but man, yeah, when your body's true. falling apart, you know, <laughs> he's going to have to play center for 10 years on the Houston yeah. Rockets. <laughs> uh, he also came and played in some Ray Allen PE 12s that were fire. Yeah. Those were so good. He also played in some Oregon PE 14s, which I know you hate 14s, nah, 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 but nah, they nah. were, mm, they were really nice. Um, and Crawdaddy, you're going to love this father. Braun. Father Braun has some really nice kicks the other day. Not just the 18s. He in the walk-in in the tunnel. He was wearing some all brown suede Air Forces that I've never seen before. I scoured the internet for them <laughs> afterwards. They are lows? fire. They were yeah Air Force lows, yeah. and they were fire. So uh, they're on his Instagram. You can go check them out. He wears um, a lot of Air Force One lows and like dunks and mm-hmm. like uh, yeah a lot of the off white and stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. Those were fire. So. Um, Speaking of fire on your feet, let's transition over to sneaker. I got check. fire on my feet. Crow Daddy, what are you wearing? I am actually wearing my Jordan One patent leather, uh, black and gold. But haven't broke those out in a while. Yeah, We'd love to see them. We'd love to see them. I was about to just play a re- uh, loop of you saying Concords. Eleven <laughs> Concords. <laughs> I am wearing the Jordan Ten, the uh, powder blues. Again, these are some of my favorite ten favorite. 10 colorway, but also 10s are some of my favorite silhouettes. And uh, that I haven't been wearing them a lot because they've been squeaking. And, <laughs> squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. Yeah, because there's like a hole in the sole a little bit. And then I uh, just dumped a shit ton of powder in there and they don't squeak anymore. And I've worn them probably 12 times since I did that. So um, love Previous to see that. Previous owner stepped on a nail. And he stepped on a nail and went straight through. You and Andre Drummond running around in Jordan 10, the only <laughs> two people on earth. Man, they're so great. They're so great. Devontae Graham wears tens a lot too. Does he? Yeah. Uh, Dylan, what you got? Uh, I'm wearing my Jordan One Trophy Room uh, replicas. Mm-hmm. Re- replicas. Just, just say, just say. I'm trophy. not. Come on, dude. I'm not out here trying to pass these off. As Man, people listen, don't know. Ain't nobody wearing some two thousand dollars shoes recording <laughs> yeah. a podcast in my in my house. All right. <laughs> yeah. We don't you have never those, know. We don't have that level of guest yet. If you do have two thousand dollars shoes and you want to come on our podcast as a guest, come on. I'm frankly terrified to wear these in public because I'm afraid I'm gonna get jumped by somebody who knows what they are and <laughs> thinks they're real, and I also have to scream, "They're fake! They're <laughs> fake! I promise!" Don't run. Or you just say, "Here, here you go." That's true. Yeah, that's true. Just give them up. Jokes on you, bro. I just wanna <laughs> leave. <laughs> God protect me. I was not expecting that. He oh, came with the StockX tag. That's I should put it on there. And then, yeah, really just. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> Wait, I don't even it? know if they have those. Do they have those on StockX right oh, now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Two, that's how I know they're like $2,000. Oh, my gosh. That's the street or trade value. The yeah. street value. Street value. On the streets. The, on the streets. They're, 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 they're worth half a brick on the streets. Listen, I'm out on these streets. <laughs> um, You know. I got a dead body on Venice Boulevard. That was a quote from the 1995 hit Heat. Bro, uh, I watched it on the plane. I watched it on the plane to Colorado. It was so good. It's incredible. Um, All right. Speaking of heat and other things, we're going to take a quick break. Take a heat check. Take a little heat check, and we're going to be back with some more NBA nonsense. All right, and we're back. Ooh, oh, curveball there. That was a surprise for my boys here. They were not <laughs> expecting. Yeah, that was that was really good. I, I was like expecting that. to hear myself, and I uh, did not. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I don't know if you if you guys have listened to any of the episodes of Waltz of the Death. We normally intro after the break with the classic round ball rock from the SNL sketch. Um, 
and it's from an SNL sketch, guys. It's not Crawdaddy singing it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, no. we have had it multiple people like <laughs> that have said that's Crawdaddy, right? You guys recorded that, and we are like, absolutely not. No, nope. not yet. It's Tim Robinson from an SNL sketch. So, uh, yeah, we we miss it, but that was that was a, that was a nice pull. I it like was, that one. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Welcome. All right, guys. So we're gonna transition straight into Jersey Chick. Dylan, you got some new heat on, so I'm gonna let you start off. Oh, well, it's not new. I'm I just haven't worn a while. It's my Penny Hardaway Orlando Magic jersey. Oh, that's right, with yeah, the white yeah. with the pinstripes. We might need to talk to Jack soon. Yeah, that's a that's a real nice one. I like that one a lot. That, yeah. Those Magic jerseys. Sorry, nice. my brothers and the cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the social network so good. Um, yeah, no, those Magic jerseys are absolute fire, especially like yep. the early Penny, Penny Hardaways. You know I love me some foam posits, y'all. Get out of here. Oh, oh, my gosh. Especially those some blue. foam shoes. The blue and black ones, the, ori- the original ones. Oh, man, those were fire. Don't talk about it. Be about it, dude. I mean, good Lord. Yeah, where, where are your shoes at? Where, where are your foam posits at? I know. It's just more <laughs> of like I think that I could pull them off in like the early 2000s when I had them, but like now I just don't know if I can. They're goofy looking. That's why. Well, they're goofy looking and also like with skinny jeans and foam posits. It's like I'm not Bruh. sure if that is like the look. be very out here. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if that's the look. Yeah, I just don't know if that's the look. Um, no. All right, Crowdy, what jersey you got? I am wearing the original LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. Listen, if there's Mamba jersey. If there's three things you can count on, it's death, taxes, taxes, and Crawdaddy wearing a LeBron James yep. jersey. It's incredible. Crawdaddy, how many jerseys do you have that are not LeBron? Let's see. I have Zion. Zion, Harden. Ja. Ja. Oh, you have a Harden jersey? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't really worn it since. It's a Rockets jersey, though. Well, you know. RIP in peace. Mm. Um, Hakeem, Carl. Okay. You got a few. Uh, how many yeah. LeBron jerseys do you have? So I have the Cavs one you gave me. Yes. I have two other Cavs ones. Yes. I have the blue Miami. Yeah, the powder blue. Powder Powder blue blue. Miami one. The black Miami one. This one. (laughs) Both of which never existed. (laughs) This one exists. Not the Miami 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 one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Those are special. Those are Um, PEs. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I've got the Crenshaw, the purple... And Jesus Christ, that might be it. Don't bring him into this. Eight, yeah, eight, eight LeBron jerseys. Yeah, and I need to get the the Elgin Baylor one. Do you though? Do you? <laughs> Don't I'm tell me to live my life. I'm just kidding. Give me what you want, man. He's your favorite I, player. I yeah. Uh, you are a certified stamped LeBron sexual. Exactly. Proud of it. Yeah. I am wearing my. Black Miami Vice Duncan Robinson jersey. Jerry Smith jersey. Number 55. He does. I just want to live. <laughs> hey. God Listen. protect me. I will forever associate that with Duncan yep. Robinson. It's been eight months. He's lived. He's living. He's yeah. alive. Still. Has it been that long? Yeah, it's yeah. been eight months. Wow. That's yeah, wild. man. We could we could have had a kid by now. Time? Who's we? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? As a podcast, we could have had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little preemie kid, you know, running around. Yeah. Uh, some weird science shit. Yeah, I love me some Duncan Robinson. He does look like Jerry Smith from Rick and Morty, but he's great and he's about I to love get paid. him. He's about to get paid. I, I love his yeah. podcast. Is he still? I don't. He's on his rookie deal. Track the heat very well. Is he putting up good numbers? Uh, yeah, he's averaging like thirteen and a half. Oh, okay. Um, and I mean, I think that can thir- the heat pay him? 
What? Can the Heat pay him? It'd be real tight. So probably not. Real tight. So they have his bird rights, though. So they so can they can go over the cap, right? Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. But they're going to be they're well, they're not hard cap next year because they they're out of the sign and trade with Jimmy Butler. But where's Harrow at? He's <clears> kind of been a uh, they they've both been contributing pretty well. Okay, I Her- see like he's been playing a lot. Rookie years last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so he but still has two years year. on his deal. Okay. Yeah, he's on a three and one. Um, he's been a little hurt this year, huh? A little bit. Yeah, both of them kind of have. Um, but yeah, no, I love Duncan Robinson. I also really love jerseys from teams that are not the star player. That's really my energy. Like I have the Brandon Clark jersey from Memphis. I have the Devontae Graham. Clark. The Devontae Graham, uh, the PJ Tucker, RIP in peace. The Robert Covington, RIP in peace. Uh, Christian Wood. Christian Wood's. The, I I would say he's the star of the Rockets now. I so I do have that one. I mean, yeah, because there's no one the, else on the, the team. bar is low, but yes, he is yeah. the star. You know, <laughs> of the Rockets. Um, I have the CJ McCollum jersey. The you Zach Collins Portland jersey. You need a Dame jersey. No, CJ's a. I mean, he's an All Star base. I mean, yeah, like, Dame, in any given year, Dame and CJ are on the same level. No, no, Dame is, Dame take is, that back. Dame is like All NBA. Yeah, first team. absolutely. Like, uh, okay, like you know. Yeah, but no, CJ is very good. CJ's, you know. Yeah, for sure. But he's not. But he's not the guy. He's definitely the second guy. I'm fine with yeah, the second yeah, guy. Not, no. I'll definitely yeah. get the second guy, but not the first guy. You know. And then unless like unless it's it, the Rockets. I yeah, unless it's the Rockets. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I knew that Westbrook was not going to be there forever, and I did not want a James Harden jersey just because he's the. You he's don't want the guy. people to throw trash and fruit at you <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> I didn't want to be heckled. heckled. I just got to say, it is hilarious how people leave the Rockets and then everyone all of a sudden doesn't super mind them anymore. Like everyone's yeah. throwing flowers at it, Russ and it's, <laughs> it's a thing. People hate the Rockets. Yeah. People hate the Rockets. I don't know what it is. Always oh, I can tell you what it is. I can I can talk a lot. We about what did it is. tank so hard. They implemented a lottery. That was fucking 40 years ago, man. <laughs> that no, was it's a lot. It's like, uh, 80s, you know, I think. it's Daryl Morey's bullshit. And, and now it's Tillman Fertitta and it's just yeah. sort of there and the, you know, like Harden left, but his stank is still on it, sort of. Yeah. And so, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you guys are listening to this podcast and you have any uh, jersey recommendations of uh, uh, a second fiddle on an NBA team, honestly, Bobin. anybody, anybody that's a second fiddle on an NBA team and you think it'd be a good idea, just DM us on Instagram and I will <laughs> definitely buy that jersey. What about Bobin? Uh, well, he's not even like he's like a twelfth. He plays. He's, a, he's yeah. a national treasure, though. He's a twelfth fiddle. No, why I don't mean, you have a Bobin jersey, Crydaddy? I'm thinking about it. If you have a guy, <laughs> if you have a team, I gotta get my LeBron I'm jersey. Thinking about it. <laughs> Listen, if you have a team that is not the Spurs or the Mavs, because uh, I hate both of them. Uh, yeah, I can and, never wear a Spurs. Anything. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, and you want Spurs. you want me to get a second fiddle jersey? DM us on Instagram at Waltz the Death Pod, and I will definitely buy that jersey. The only um, Spurs one I could. I could even do would be a Tim Duncan Fiesta. That's the only one I could do. No, I just I. You mean another jersey that doesn't exist? You know, yeah. I yeah. absolutely could never just put on any Spurs anything. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it was David Robinson. I just cannot. Which is hard for me because they are very in my colorway. Oh wheelhouse. yeah, black oh, and yeah. white. Yes, just and gray. gray scale. Yeah. Yep. Um, Dick Van Dyke show looking motherfucker <laughs> over here. You know um, that and the Kings and the Clippers. I could never wear. Oh, definitely not the Clippers. Or the, Probably no. not either. No, not until the Those are Steph, off limits. Not until the Steph era is over. Maybe like a Baron Davis Warriors jersey. Oh Ooh. yeah, especially with those <laughs> new, the new ones, the blue and the orange. Oh, yeah. Jason Richardson. Yeah, Jay Richardson. God I could wear that. man, I had a Jason Richardson poster in those Warrior, the white uh, Warriors jerseys, or maybe like a Matt Barnes. Uh, <laughs> 
hey, you ever listen to All the Smoke? This I podcast? love him now. Yeah. He's so great. Yeah. yeah he just I mean, fucking, he's on the jump and he's good. Yeah. He just drove three hours to fight Derek Fisher. His you know? voice does not match his energy. No, no, no He's no, got no. a very like even keeled, mild mannered voice. It does not match his I will shank you yeah. fast <laughs> energy. Fast. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think um, since he's retired, he's kind of mellowed out. Yeah. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, speaking of Derek Fisher, Derek Fisher, man, them biceps, they were out there. Yeah, dude. They were his, definitely out his there. His arms. He is. And, I mean, them, them shits were thick. His glamour and, muscles. He was working them. And oh, speaking yeah. of other thick boys, we're going to play a little game called Thick Boys. Thick Boy. All right. So, recently, in a group chat, Dylan sent the Arnold Carl Weathers meme handshake. Uh, of me on one end and Kyle Lowry on the other. <laughs> and it said in the middle being being a doctor with an absolute unit for a dumper. Um, <laughs> because Kyle Lowry was recently awarded a doctorate. He beat me to it. I'm not there yet. I've still got a few more months. Wait, so did he actually earn that or is it just kind of... No, I think he did. Yeah, he, oh, okay. he earned a doctorate, yeah. Um, and I, I still got a few more months. To do in Toronto. Um, <laughs> we, both, we both are definitely... Definitely packing in the in the back door department. You know they what I'm saying? They got some ass cheek implants. For sure, definitely. Like I'm a 32 waist, 36 ass all day. Um, and we've talked about how Kyle Lowry's thick, and you know I'm from Houston. I love me some thickness. You know, this is incredible. <laughs> so what's happening right yeah. now? We're gonna talk about the thickest boys in the NBA. <laughs> Are they all, right? all from Houston? No. Listen, this is the thickest boys in the history of the NBA. We're going to talk about who's okay. tipping the scales oh, the as, biggest, as okay. just the chunkiest, thickest <laughs> boys <laughs> with three Cs okay, in the NBA. So, all right. So, historically, you would definitely think, like, the biggest dudes would be the thickest, right? Like, the, like, Yao, right? Because he's just so... He's, he's skinny, but he's seven foot yeah, six. It's, it's, a just, lot of, yeah. it's just pure mass at that point, right? Yes. But, but not all of it goes to the ass. That's not always the case. We're not just talking about <laughs> ass asses here. Like to ass, okay? we're, we're not, listen, we're not just talking about ass here because ass got to tip the scale, you know, and sometimes it doesn't. So, all right, I'm going to start with the top five, okay, of the, the heaviest dudes who have played in the NBA, but I want you to give me an over-under on what you think they weigh. Oof, I, what, okay. Like, what do you think the lowest, the number five is? The lowest? The 325. Lowest. 325. Crawford, what do you think? 280. You smoking something? <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, know. yeah, I weighed 305, man. 315. 315. All 324. Right. <laughs> All right. Price is right. The price is right. So $1, Bob. You guys. <laughs> so Dylan is the closest without going over. Number five is Michael Sweetney, who I had never heard of Sweetney. until now. Okay. He was the ninth pick in 2003. He played for New York, Chicago, and Boston for four years. He weighed in at a whopping 348 pounds. Holy, Holy shit. shit. What the hell? 348. Oh he was 6'11", 348. Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> yeah. 348. Are you sure um, he was not an offensive tackle in the NFL? No, he was, he was He was. a thick boy. That's for sure. So he was the ninth pick in 2003. He kind of bounced around. He had some weight issues, and therefore he... But uh, did he have an ass? Um, I don't know. That's I need the real to, question. I'll have to look up a picture of him later. I, I looked up the pictures of some of these guys, but not him. Uh, All right, are, so, there, are the other people on this list like pretty recognizable names? Some of them are. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I'm just curious who it Some is. are not. Let's see if I can guess, but I don't. All right, fine. so number four, you're never going to guess. Okay. Okay. His name is Simbular. So he was... Uh, there's uh, actually, God bless you, what? 
<laughs> so there's actually a, a little Netflix mini doc about him because he was the first Indian born player to make the NBA. So oh, he, he played oh. for the Mavs a little bit. What he kind of bounced around. Uh, he was drafted in 2017, I think, 2016. Oh, recently. Yeah, pretty recently. He weighed in at 350 pounds. So he Good was God. he was also seven foot two. He was and he was just he was just thick. He was just a big dude. Yeah. Um. He had a triple double in the G League. He didn't really play. He kind of bounced around the NBA. He got like you know he would play five or six games a season for a couple different teams. Okay. Currently not in the NBA, but dude weighed three hundred and fifty pounds, <laughs> which is wild. Um. So that was number four. Symbol R. Um. Number three. Eddie Curry. Really? Remember Eddie Curry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. He tipped the scales. His heaviest weight listed was 351. Yikes. 351 pounds. He was the fourth pick in 2001. He played for Chicago for a while. He won a championship with the Heat in 2012. Yeah. Hardly ever touched the floor. Yeah. Um, hey, still a championship. But still a championship. You know, still got a ring. But yeah, 351 pounds. Wow. Good which is God. wild. That's like one and a half of me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm a I'm yeah. not a small guy. I know you can't see me because I'm behind a micro. I'm you know this is a podcast, but I'm not a small guy by any means. Not um, too small. It's pretty wild. So we are all large humans. Number two, Crawdaddy, you already said it. Shaq baby, Shaq Diesel. Number yeah. two, three hundred and sixty pounds is the most. Yeah. Is that that's the most he ever weighed? Most in the he ever NBA. weighed in the NBA. He probably weighs three eighty now. Three. I don't know. I think he's lost some weight. Seven foot one, three hundred and sixty. Imagine that man. Pushing you around. That man breaking <laughs> your rib cage immediately. Like one Dude. elbow, I'm dead. No wonder he was so dead. dominant. I want to talk about Shaq uh, in a little bit, but we can keep, yeah, just remind me, pin it. Yeah, just thinking like an elbow to the chest would stop my heart immediately. Dude, I'd yeah. be dead. Not even an elbow, um, just a love handle to your chest. Yeah, but sim- similar to that, yeah, no, I guarantee he, like, maybe not right now, he may have lost some weight. I guarantee you after he left the NBA, he was heavier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? At some point, he probably he well, probably got close to 400, 400 pounds. In yeah, his twilight years, he just looked like he was just fat. Yeah, yeah. man, 400 he was heavy. pounds. All right, number one. So Shaq weighed in at 360 at number two, okay? The number one was Oliver Miller. You remember him? No. Nope. He bounced around the league a little bit. He played 11 years, though. He weighed in at 375 pounds. Holy I got to Google this fat bastard shit. right now. <laughs> He listen to this. This is gonna blow your mind. Okay, he came in the league his rookie year at two seventy. He gained a hundred pounds in eleven years. Oh my in the god, NBA. this guy! He's, Holy shit, he's so big. It's incredible. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he is thick. Three hundred and seventy-five pounds. Oh played, my god! I beg of you, if you're listening to this right now, stop what you're doing and Google Oliver Miller. You get the you get which one are you looking at? Because there's a picture of him on the Raptors. So many. All of them are incredible. Just the Mavericks. The this Kings. man got some tiggle bitties. <laughs> god, the one with the Kings because that jersey. That is, one, yes, that one is the one with on the Kings. The, that jersey's right. What is that? Low. A five XL jersey? I mean, good lord! It looks like your dad. Is trying to fit into a jersey that fit him twenty years ago. That yeah, though that jersey's definitely like that's that energy. That jersey's PG thirteen for sure. It's barely <laughs> covering his nipples. Um, yeah, three hundred seventy five pounds. So so he came in the league at two seventy. He played for eleven years. Um, into the league at three seventy five. Also, fun fact, which I thought was hilarious. Dude did a year in jail in 2012 for pistol whipping a man in a line at a barbecue restaurant. Don't <laughs> stand between the man and Listen, his ribs. Who among us, you know? I mean, yeah. you know. Like, but would, he has not done that throughout the first. Yeah, exactly. So for, there's just so many layers. Like in a barbecue restaurant, in a line, 
obviously he's trying to get in the front of the line. Like, why do you get in a argument in a line at a barbecue Wait, restaurant? How tall is he? Uh, I don't know actually. He's he's pretty big though. Um, but yeah, he pistol whipped a guy, which is wild. I don't know how I he is six foot down nine a rabbit hole. Okay, but I have a picture of him running a forty, and it is. Frightening. I need some unsee juice. Oh my gosh. Um, what a terrible day to have eyes. Yes. Okay. Man. Wow. All right. Oliver Miller, 375 pounds. The thickest of the thickest. That's the, just wild. thick with Good nine C's. Lord. Incredible. 375. I gotta well, I gotta try to bench press an Oliver Miller eventually one of these days. Oh my know? gosh. Yeah, oh that is gosh. that is aggressive, but um, all right, guys, this has been a game entitled Thick Boys. Uh, if you have any other funny comments or anything like that, feel free to DM us and, um, you know, uh, let us know who Damn you are. Damn, boy, the- he's thick, boy. Yep. That's a thick-ass boy. Damn, yeah. is that That's the best way to cap There's this no off. Way, yeah. There's no way else to cap this off. Just but, jaw-dropping. Um all right. Uh, All right. I want. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Give me the. Give me some Shaq so, news. Speaking this is, of thick this boys, is something that's been going around NBA Twitter, um, and it's sort of uh, a lot of people chiming in. I don't really know where it started or the sort of genesis of it, but basically, somebody basically kind of threw it out there and just said, "Tim Duncan, better career than Shaq," mm. and everyone's just like, "This is very." And a lot of people, a lot of these Tim Duncan Spurs dudes are like, "Yeah, of course." And a lot of people are like, this is the scorchingest hot take. Like, mm. 1,000% no. So I'm yeah. throwing it out there. What do you guys think? I have a very strong opinion on it. It's probably not surprise anybody, but. Um, so I think as from a purely dominant standpoint, no. Shaq was way more dominant. Tim Duncan was very good. Don't get me wrong. He also had two other Hall of Famers on his team. Right. Where Shaq had Kobe. And, and Robert Ory and Derek Fisher. Was Ory on all those teams? I mean, most of them. I mean, Tim Duncan has had anywhere from two, has had at any point two Hall of Famers. I mean, he had Kawhi. That's true. He had um, David Robinson. Bruce uh, and, then, and then And then Parker and Ginobili, of course. But yeah. yeah. Dr. Man, what are you, where are you weighing on this? I, I think that it's close. And I think that like people that are, that take a hard stance on either side are not looking at like an objective view of basketball cue the graphs music um, <laughs> because I I think that I, I would say just personally and this I this is more just anecdotally I think that Shaq has had a slightly better career but I think that that is one just by feel of like dominance how like yeah. you know they were in the Shaq league but also but also that that dominance could become be, be from the fact that he's such a flamboyant personality. You know, like he he dominated the league because he was on the Magic and, and made rap songs, right? And was on the Lakers and like talked shit to everyone and knocked guys over and things like that. Whereas Duncan just like quietly had like, you know, twenty five and ten with eight assists for like a full decade years. and a half. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think just and this is just purely off the hip, I think Shaq did have a slightly better career, but I think that if you're not saying Tim Duncan and Shaq are like in the same ballpark, then you're you're sure. joking with, with yourself, you know. What, what are your What are your thoughts? What is your You're giving me a look. I want a uh, no, response. I, I'm just waiting. Cry daddy. Yeah, no, I I think Shaq was more dominant. Uh, just hands down was just more dominant. Uh, yeah, I think this is fucking absurd. Uh, I think if you want to talk about Tim Duncan or KG, I'll have that conversation. Um, yeah, I think it's a better comparison. Power forwards. KG just got stuck on bad teams. Yeah. You know. Um, but Shaq was 
is like was the Steph Curry of post players and that unfucking guardable changed the game. I've never seen people defended the way that he was in like he the modern did create NBA. The hack a shack. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's fine. He's bad at free throws. Like, well, no, no, that. That, that, that was the only way that you could stop him. Yeah. I mean, same way that Curry now, like he's guard, like he's changed the way the game is played yeah. against him. Like the way you'd have to defend him, the way Shaq in his prime, the way you had to defend him. Um, I mean, he was a fucking monster, dude. And no, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Duncan was in a better situation most of his career. I mean, Shaq had good situations and then bad ones. But if Shaq was like, on the Spurs, the Spurs would have won seven championships. I just feel like it's again, it's one of these things where it's like, tell me you're casual about the NBA. It's like Duncan's better than Shaq. It's like, cool. Then you don't, you didn't watch basketball. Yeah. Like, you didn't watch you're it because you just, you looked at the Spurs or you looked at the stats. You looked at the outcome. You looked at, oh, five rings, oh, four rings. You looked at, and I'm like, you didn't watch the games. <laughs> like, you didn't watch Shaq absolutely fucking stunt on people on the reg. And Tim Duncan was a very good player. Yeah. Like for a very long time, but again, dominance like it's just not. In 2015, to me, it's not the same. Duncan did not win them the championship. Kawhi won. Them. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't even the best player Kawhi, on his team the last, you know, whatever. Neither Kawhi was Shaq either. But Shaq chased rings at the end and went to Boston and in the Cavs and Phoenix and just like, yeah, yeah, he kind of like puttered out for sure. But like at his prime, Shaq was fucking unstoppable. Oh yeah, yeah. I I again, mine is just pure anecdotal, and and I think that one. I think you made a good point where. Tim Duncan definitely was a power forward. Like he was not yes. a center. Yeah. And Shaq is a center, and that is definitely a different position. Yeah. You know, I think that that Tim Duncan definitely played kind of that like short corner, like that, you know, fadeaway jumper, that four as opposed to I'm gonna be the biggest fucking guy on the court and put my back to the basket and just murder and put people. Put my dick on you. You know, and so that <laughs> yeah. that I think is the like there there it's hard to compare. It's like yeah, it it's it's not apples to oranges, but it's it's some sim- other fruit simile, you know. That is, uh, they're they're very 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 similar, but not quite the same. Um, and good, so, I, I yeah, I I again, I don't have any stats to back that up, but that's just like my gut a good check question feeling. is how many backboards did Tim Duncan break? But see that again, that's like that goes back to like the flamboyance and the personality and stuff like that. Granted, it's it's like physical <laughs> dominance. But True, like but if we Shaq look, Shaq was breaking backboards before he got gigantic. Yeah, but also like Tim Duncan was, you know, like winning NBA championships with Duncan with uh, Tim. I'm fuck with the, the Admiral. Admiral. I'm just all. David I'm, wearing a, I'm wearing a Duncan Robinson jersey. <laughs> and I almost said Duncan Robinson. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean that's my thing. It's like it's just di- they're different games, you know. And I, I think that like yeah. similar to how society is, where like we we move towards the extrovert, we move towards the personality. I think the Shaq is the personality, so naturally we say he's the more dominant one. But like I no, think he that, was the more dominant one. But I think that there is a case to be made for Duncan, and I think that it's not as black and white as people are making it. You know what I mean? And again, like I I didn't start this. This was like a Twitter thing, and I typically hate litigating these stupid like. Who's the go? You know what? It's like to me. I'm just like LeBron. enjoy. Just enjoy it. Like in, enjoy the greatness. Like mm-hmm. you, you get to watch both of them. It's fine. But um, I just feel like in this one, like it, it's t- it's very telling on your, like your love for the NBA or where you stand. Uh, or the Spurs. Well, that that too. I mean, like I'm sure Tim's gonna light me up when he hears this and text me a million things. But um, yeah, I just feel like it's come it at me, Tim. Tells you it just sort of indicates you know, your, your level of engagement with the NBA and, and how far back to, you know, like, cause Shaq, again, if you didn't watch the NBA past 2005 or six, you probably think, well, Shaq was just a big fat guy who like, you know, back people down and missed free throws. <laughs> 
But if you watch him play live and like, yeah, Tim Duncan had a more consistent career. Um, and again, like we said, he was in a lot more, um, stable, stable position, better or way better organization consistently. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, dude, if Shaq would have stayed with the Lakers, man, who, who knows? And he said yeah. recently in an interview, um, kind of that he let his ego get the best of everybody did in that situation. Oh, like yeah. Kobe let, had obviously had a huge ego. He had a huge ego. If he would have just said, I don't need to be the guy. I'll stick around. I don't need to be the guy. But he was like, well, I want to get my money too. You know, like, uh, yeah. so anyway, if he would have stayed around, man, who knows? Those guys could probably could have gone a couple more finals and four, five, six. I mean, who seven, knows, man? Who he knows? won one in Miami. Um, who knows yeah. how many more they could have won. But anyway, yeah. Shaq really brought the energy when he was on the court. And you know what else brings the energy? <laughs> Plugs. Plugs. <laughs> I love that. How you long have you been up. sitting there stinking? Oh, just, it's been oh, Jesus. It's been brewing. Good it's been Lord. brewing for sure. Um, plugs, Crawdaddy. Why don't you start off? Start us off. What plugs you got? Let's see. This time I've got plugs for movers. I've got plugs for Packers because we just moved. Green Bay Packers. Good. The Green Bay Packers. People who will pack your shit. Packers fans. Big sad. Oh yeah. That's that's. Uh, what sports that? Exactly. You know. Stop it. Um. Oh god. Um. Currently listening to the book Dark Age, which is part of the Red Rising saga, which is delightful. Best fictional story I've ever listened to. Um, Jared, could you read number twenty-three for the class? No, I cannot. <laughs> what up? I'm Jared. I'm nineteen, and I never fucking learned how to read. Gravity yeah. strikes again. Yep. There it is. Um. Yeah. Also, giant TVs are wonderful. <laughs> I feel just like we're getting out of the realm of what you can plug. On, Listen, you know, you moving, gotta, okay, all right. Next uh, week, next week you got to plug just media. All right? <laughs> media, only media. But how do I view the media is important. Right about too. to plug like a sandwich that he made at his house. Like mm-hmm. you know, hey, you never Listen, know. I'm here to plug uh, Tide laundry detergent. Peanut butter. You guys had peanut butter. You guys had this. Peanut butter L- great. LG. They make a fridge <laughs> that makes cracked ice. Oh my gosh, which is wonderful. All right, Dylan, what plugs you got? Uh, I, I watched a movie called the kid detective on iTunes. Um, it was iTunes movie of the week. Um, Adam Brody plays basically, uh, you know, like one of these kind of, uh, like a story you might read, like a kid's book about a precocious young child detective who solves like mysteries in his neighborhood. But then he's like in his thirties and like an alcoholic now, but still like solving mysteries. And so like uh, a washed up Sherlock basically like a, but like a little, he was like a little kid, like yeah. detective and everybody hired him like, like if the Hardy boys like did hard totally, drugs for yeah. a Yeah, like years. he like he solved the mystery of like who stole the money from the lemonade stand, but now he's like 30 and still doing it, but like it's very sad. But anyways, this girl hires him to do like solve a murder. And uh it was really funny, man. Really funny and really uh interesting. Uh he gives a really good performance in it. Uh it was on iTunes, it was a movie of the week. It's not anymore. Sorry, suck it, sucks to suck. Um that was really great. Uh really kind of not very widely talked about or seen movie. Um, I did rewatch a lot of the Jack Ryan movies Ooh. recently um, to watch without remorse mm-hmm. with yes. Michael B. Jordan, which I got to be honest, kind of sucked. I didn't like it. Oh, it was incredible. No, I didn't like it. So many explosions. It's so funny because <laughs> there's we not, though, there's really not that many That's explosions. True, but we it, just have such like, like I was like very mediocre. I was like, the plot was not great, but you know, like it, like there was the a couple scenes where yeah, Michael B. Jordan, like in the prison cell, just it, you can see this in the preview. I'm not spoiling anything in the prison cell throwing water on the ground so he can just beat the fuck out of all these yeah, guards and walk in. jacked for sure. Oh, Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. But the plot had holes definitely. Yeah. And Dylan is like, it's terrible. Crawford's like injected straight into my veins. So, <laughs> well, you know what? It was entertaining. Get that part of the turbo team. <laughs> 
Uh, no, I just, especially here's here, here's what I'll say. Especially after watching all those Jack Ryan movies from the nineties yeah. that are really good. And like the mm-hmm. stories are great. Harrison yeah. Ford rules. Uh, you know, Alec Baldwin and his one Jack Ryan movie is really great. Well, even with the uh, Chris Pine one. I didn't watch that one. It was uh, pretty good. I made it just through the three like old school ones. But yeah, anyway, I watched Without Remorse. Can't really give it a, I give it no, uh, no dicks up. What, what's our thing around here? I don't <laughs> no. know. We got to come up with a thing, you know. Probably not no dicks. I gave it zero ice baths. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Zero corrupted government officials. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, I think that's kind of it. There's a lot yeah. of stuff coming out this weekend that I'm hyped about. So yeah, next, gonna, check check back in two weeks. Check back yeah. in two weeks. There's going to be some good stuff. All right. Uh, I have been watching Generation Hustle, which I think I might have mentioned a little bit uh, two weeks ago. But it's, it's a, a it's autobiography a do- of Dr. Man's life. You know, I'm just out here hustling. Every day I'm hustling. <laughs> in the words of the great philosopher Rick Ross, every day I'm hustling. Uh, yeah, it's about basically just like people who scam people, uh, like young entrepreneurs, quote unquote, who end up just scamming people and stuff. Um, and it's super interesting. Yeah, it's it's really, it's cool. I mean, it's just more of just, I, I mean, so I'm a behavior analyst. And so it's interesting to me, like what the history of that person's life is that got them to that point. And so that that part is really interesting to me. And so if, you do, if you're not into that, then uh, you probably shouldn't watch it, TBH. Um, but, you know, I've also been listening to the American Prodigy podcast. It's on uh, Spotify and Apple uh, Apple Podcasts. So season one was about Freddie Adu, and it just talked basically about like what was the one cause of his stardom, but two the cause of his bust kind of because he was kind of a, a little bit of a bust. And so it's it, I mean it was really in depth. They had Freddie Adu on a lot. He was he was yeah. uh, interviewed in a lot of it. Season two just started coming out, and it's about King Griffey Jr. Oh. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I for sure had a King Griffey Jr. poster Everybody on my wall. Did. Yeah. yeah, I Everybody definitely did. had those Griffies when I was a kid. The, his shoes. Um, he was he was the coolest. Like he made yeah. baseball cool. He did. Um, he Tiger was, Woods of baseball. He was the yeah. only reason why I wanted to play baseball when I grew up. And, and so then now baseball sucks again. I hated baseball and I still liked him. Yeah, and so so yeah, I uh, it's been really interesting. I was listening to it on a, on a plane this weekend, and um, it was really enjoyable. And then finally on Apple TV Plus, I've been watching The Mosquito Coast, and oh, yeah. so how's that? Um, What's that about? Uh, it, mosquitoes, mosquitoes <gasps> on nope, the coast. I'm out. Bayou Boys. Um, <laughs> that's such a it's about joke for Bayou nobody. Boys. Um, yeah, it it's a it's very mysterious. So I've only seen the first episode. I'm I'm planning on watching the second one. Uh, it just came out actually on Sunday. But uh, basically, like, there's this family, and for some reason, they're like on the run from somebody you don't know who, and you're trying, and they like live off the grid, and it's 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 all just backstory at this point. But it's the story and the way it's shot and the way it's portrayed is very interesting. Okay. It's very engaging for having given me almost zero information <laughs> in an yeah. hour long episode. By the end, I was like, okay, I need more, like now. Um, it's based off a famous novel that yeah. also was a movie. With Harrison Ford, oh, hey, really? full circle, interesting, that, Harrison. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been great so far. So definitely check that out if you get a chance. But I've been watching. Uh, I started Mythic Quest on Apple TV too. Oh, is that any good? I liked it. I, liked it. I only watched the first one, but okay. um, you know, I love Rob, Rob McElhenney, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty good so far. I kind of had been like heard mixed things about it, but then I guess they just put out the second season, and a lot of people were saying the second season's really great. Okay. So I decided to start it. And yeah, I mean, it's workplace comedy. It's yeah. if you like right. The Office or... When is Ted Lasso season two? They're shooting out? it. Uh, oh, no, wait, there's a trailer, right? It's coming yeah, back out in tra- the summer. It's coming out in the summer. I think, yeah. yeah I think July. Yes. Man, Ted Lasso, how does... Oh, to make something that perfect. Oh, I know. It's without so equal. It's so good. It's so, so good. good. Yeah. 
Um, Ted Lasso, but basketball. Somebody do it, please. Yes. Please. Uh, yeah, like have a soccer coach or like a cricket coach <laughs> yes. play come to basketball. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Yes. Um, all right. Yeah. W Warner Brothers or anyone like that. Disney, if you want to get at us, LeBron, Apple, if you want to get at media, us. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. If you want to get at us to make that movie, then we're, we're definitely. Oh, also, so this is not a plug, but they uh, Jeannie Buss uh, sort of teased it on All the Smoke. Um, but there she and uh, she's executive producing and Antoine Fuqua, uh, who's um, also producing it. Uh, there's gonna be like a basically the last dance, but about the Lakers. Yeah, it's Ooh. coming to Hulu in coming 2022 Hulu next year. So we yeah. will for sure have to do that. Um, it'll hopefully be in the summer when the season's not in and we can do like episode kind of like we did for uh, the last, the last dance. dance. Yeah, Since we need to do re- redo that. Yeah, one pretty too. soon in the summer. We'll, we'll try to do a little last dance recap as well. Just for you guys to not have to go back and listen to I think our too, terrible ones in the ground. We, later. I think too. I have an idea. <laughs> I think we need to do a Space Jam live commentary. Oh, yes. So definitely. since it's going to be on HBO Max, we can just turn it on and watch it together and talk. And then yeah. if yeah. anybody has any desire to listen to that. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. If you if you guys have any questions or like or things that you think that we should do that would be funny, for sure to reach out to us, DM us on Instagram. Um, also, if you guys could leave a review and subscribe, that would be excellent. We would love that. We would Please. love to, to send this to your friends yeah. as well. Um, you know, we, we, we like love to doing this, but we would like people to listen to it. Yeah. Also. We like, we yeah. think, we, we think that we, what we talk about is really the goal enjoyable. is for LeBron to listen to this. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah. the goal. Y'all make Crawdaddy's you know dreams be real. All right. That's what we need. Um, so yeah, guys, we will catch you back in two weeks. Uh, you know, if you have any more NBA nonsense, feel free to DM us on Instagram and have a wonderful week. Everybody.